welcome back to Finding New Films. Uh, my name's Hunter Harris. I'm the host of the show. I'm joined today. I'm Zach. By my roommate, Zach. And um, Zach is returning. Um, you may have seen Zach on episodes such as... Ad Astro. Oh, I don't know the numericals. <laughs> yeah, Ad Astro. And then we watch... 65. Oh, God, I forgot about that one. Yeah, he's the one to forget. Um, and now you're back. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've changed it up. I tried this on the self-tapes, and I now have a printer in the house, and so fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read off the script. I, I think something reading, uh, something about reading off of a, a computer fucks me up. I think that's why I fuck up so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice that it's untangible. Bought a comic book today um, while I was out, and uh, I just read it in, like, literally five minutes. Really? Because I was just like, oh, my God. You know, to just fly through yeah. it. Yeah. And comics are very easy. <laughs> but still, I was like, I think, because I tried to read comics um, digitally one time. I used to, I bought like a year subscription. They were like 60 bucks. You can read any comic yeah. you've ever made. I was like, well, no, it is. So I, uh, so I got that and I never did anything. Like <laughs> you never read it. All the uh, scroll through a comic. Yeah. And then you can't read it because it's, you know, zoomed out. Yeah. You can't get context of the art. You can zoom in on specific parts. But it's not the same. Yeah. Oh. I wish I were rich because I just buy comics all the time, but <laughs> but anyway, that's enough about comic books. Is that's not what the show is about uh, today? We are watching. We watch film. Well, I guess I today I watch the film, but um, this week we are watching and reviewing uh, "Loving Vincent" from 2017. Um, and yeah, I picked this movie. Um, I have wanted to see this movie since 2017, and why I have not done it, I do not know. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to ask, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, basically, uh, long, I'm, I'm not going to be long-winded here. Uh, you know, saw Search Ronan in it. Loved Lady Bird that same year. Don't know why I was like, let me go check that out. That looks really cool, because I've known the story, uh, since I've known about the film, mm-hmm. like holy shit, they painted that entire film. That is insane. So uh, this is story adapted from probably. I don't know. I did not look it up. Yeah, but I wasn't sure. I I would I would assume so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm those are real letters. I'm pretty sure that they're using in the movie. Yeah. So you would think. Um. Um, yeah, I, I, I just always wanted to see this movie. Uh, it's always looked really pretty because paintings. And then Vincent Van Gogh's uh, got a really pretty style. Um, and it sucks that he, well, he made 800 pieces of work, but he only sold 100. <laughs> yeah. In his lifetime, at least. And now look how much they're worth. It's so crazy how art works. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, 
really interesting. Never really knew anything about his death or his late life. Yeah. Just always known about um, what I'd read. I don't know how I didn't, because I like um, have this app that's called Daily Art, mm. and it like sends you a piece of art every day. And they love Vincent Van Gogh, mm. um, the people that run that app, and they they'll write a, an article along with the the art piece of like why they picked it and stuff. Mm. And um, so I don't know how I'd never heard that story because that's tragic. Yeah, um, but seems to be like a big part of his life too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure the watching well, no because in the end they showed a portrait of him. I was gonna say the the um, postman. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say his son. I felt like was maybe a fabricated character, but there was a painting of him. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he was a real person. Yeah. And that postman, uh, that's in the film was actually a painting of his. Yeah. So, you know that postman is a real person. I yeah. I'm assuming like. All the characters were real people. I mean, you they know, showed it was dramatized. Oh, like. I have to imagine this movie was based off of something. Yeah. If it's not, what a great work. Yeah. <laughs> yes. God damn, you got me. Yeah. Uh, you worked the fuck out of it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I was getting to the, the, the meat and veg of this real quick. And then we can talk more about our thoughts. Um, okay. So the credits, uh, I have the runtime at 97 minutes. Oh, well, let's start at the top. Loving Vincent came out in 2017 uh, from RBF Productions, Breakthrough Films, Trademark Films. Uh, its runtime was 97 minutes. The writers were a brother duo. Uh, one of the brothers decided to go by Dorota Coviella. Uh, his name is D.K. Weltron. <laughs> no, where do you get that from? D.K., I'm sure yeah. it's Dorota Coviella. <laughs> Welchman. Uh, probably to not get this yeah. to be, oh, it's a brother, but it's a it's a brother thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, and if I were wrong in that. <laughs> Sorry. D.K., just email us. My bad. We'll, we'll, <laughs> you know, we'll settle it. And the Cucur Productions after the Coviella and Hugh Welchman were both writers and directors on this film. Um, and another writer on this film was Jacek De uh, Denel. Yeah. Uh, and one of the editors of the film was also Dorota Coviella, uh, as well as Justinia Verzinska. I hope I said that right. Our music was done by Clint Mansell. Camera work was done by Tristan Oliver and Lucas Zal. Uh, and then the cast was as follows. Douglas Booth, Jerome Flynn, Robert Gulachek, Helen McCrory, Chris O'Dowd, Saoirse Ronan, John Sessions, Eleanor Tomlinson, and Aiden Turner. Um... A lot of really, really good performances, um, voiceover wise, and then um, the way they painted this movie was mm-hmm. they shot it. That's when I was. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, and then they like just used it for reference. Yeah, never painting. Um, so they they technically acted the movie out. So because I was wondering, it's like there's good cuts and like good directing. Like, yeah, I feel like artists, if you just hand them this project, they would. It'd be all over the fucking place. Yeah. 
give them no direction. I'm like, okay, so it's actually in transcend in film. Yeah, I think giving them that direction, being like, hey, can you frame for frame <laughs> hey, can't this the movie that we yeah. shot in uh, the style of uh, it's big um, mm. yes. yes, for price, yeah, and for, for one large price. <laughs> um, I understand the country of Poland and especially the uh, the Warsaw Film Council was uh, really uh, substantial in making this film possible. So that's really interesting to me. So shout out to them. Shout out to public art, uh, public art um, interest and funding. Isn't that interesting? How when you fund culture, your people are cultured. Yeah. <laughs> You know what my culture is? Threads by Meta. It's just okay. You're wearing an impractical jerk. And so because you're right enough. And no, the new Twitter. And the new Twitter app. I'm uh, I'm gonna be the king of threads. Um but yeah, let's get into the plot. It's not too long. But uh, I hope that having it printed out, I'm not gonna make too many mistakes. And now it is going to be the worst one that I've heard. <laughs> I'm just going to interrupt you like every 30 seconds. What did you say? Or Speak call, up. Cog in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. You're mumbling. Enunciate. <laughs> yeah. you I, don't, I don't think the mic. Enunciate. That wasn't a French accent. Okay. Uh, the plot is as follows. Uh, one year after Vincent Van Gogh's suicide, postman Jule, uh, Joseph Roulon, uh, Joseph Roulon, as he kept saying, asks his son Armand uh, to deliver Van Gogh's. Uh, he kept saying Van Gogh, so I'm going to guess that's the actual way yeah. to say it. Uh, to deliver Van Gogh's last letter to his brother Theo. Roulon finds the death suspicious as merely weeks earlier Van Gogh. I can't, I can't do it. I <laughs> uh, claimed through letters that his mood was calm and normal. Armand reluctantly agrees and heads for Paris. Pere Tanguy, a Montmartre's uh, arts player, tells Armand that Theo actually died six months after Vincent. He suggests that Armand travel to Auvers-sur-Foise and look for Dr. Paul Gachet, who housed Van Gogh after his release from an asylum shared <laughs> wait who housed van gogh after his release from an asylum shared his love for art and attended the funeral once there armand learns that the doctor is out on business so he stays in that same inn that van gogh did during his time in the area there he meets the temporary proprietress adeline Revu. what a name uh who was fond of van gogh and who was also surprised by his death at her suggestion, Armand visits the local boatman who informs him that Van Gogh kept, clo kept close company with Dr. Gachet's sheltered daughter, Marguerite. When Armand visits her, Marguerite denies and is angered where Armand implies that Van Gogh's suicidal mood could have resulted in an argument with her father. Throughout the investigation, Armand begins to suspect that a local boy named René Secretin, who is reportedly uh, enjoying wheat, sorry, who is reported to have enjoyed tormenting Van Gogh, was in possession of a gun, had often drunkenly brandished it around town, and was known as the village idiot. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Dr. Mazury, who examined Van Gogh, also claims that the shot must have come from a few feet away, ruling out suicide. 
when Armand implicates the Renee, Marguerite confesses that she was in close but not romantic relations with Van Gogh, but she does not believe that Renee was capable of murder. Dr. Gachet finally returns and promises to deliver Armand's letter to Theo's widow. He admits there was an argument between them. Van Gogh accused Gachet of being a coward for not pursuing his dreams, to which Gachet angrily accused Van Gogh of worsening Theo's health by overly depending on his brother. Gachet posits that this accusation drove Van Gogh to suicide in order to release Thoreau from this burden. After Armand returns home, postman Bidwell later receives word from Theo's widow, Joanna, thanking Armand for returning the letter. Joanna uh, attaches a letter, attaches to her letter to Armand one of Van Gogh's letters to her, signed, uh, quote-unquote, your loving Vincent. And that is loving Vincent. So, I'll jump through the themes while we got it hot on the press. Uh, I have beauty of simplicity. I have capitalism and the effects on an individual. I have character, destruction, and building up. Circle of life, coming of age, companionship is salvation, the dangers of ignorance, darkness and light, death, inevitable or tragedy, uh, desire to escape, destruction of beauty, disillusionment and dreams, family, a blessing or a curse, uh, fate and free will, hazards of passing judgment, identity crisis, individual versus society, loneliness as a destructive force, losing hope, nature's beauty, power of words, vulnerability of the meek and the vulnerability of the strong and working class struggle. Um, and that's it for me talking. Uh, what were your initial thoughts going into this? Um, well, I'm excited. You hyped it up. <laughs> After a couple of beers, you started talking about Love and Vincent. And now it was all painted frame for frame. That was it's just a cool concept to me. Um, especially in this style. I was wondering, like, how hard it must have been to find, like, painters to commission for this. You like work in the same style, like, as Van Gogh. Um, but, like, after watching the movie, it was, I was moved. <laughs> like, it, like, I've never, like, like you said, I've never known the story of Van Gogh. I've only ever seen his paintings. We have, like, the Van Gogh tour uh, in Raleigh. Yeah. But, like, I've, I've only ever seen, like, the floral paintings that he's done and everything like that, but um, yeah, I've only ever known about him cutting his ear off. I thought that was related to his death, which I mean, kind of is, but his suicide was just kind of its own complete thing. Um, yeah, I've never this movie was enlightening. Plus, well, like, when when was this movie? Like, uh, I think it was set in eighteen eighteen ninety. It was such a different world back then. I was thinking about like people just kind of. I feel like most people back then would be kind of sedimentary and like just stay in their village for most of their life. But people like Van Gogh, it must have been like a crazy life, like going from like Paris to France. To Paris isn't France. <laughs> uh, I bad, my bad. <laughs> but you know, like all over Europe and stuff like that. Holland to France, yeah, Italy, all like, these places. The life of an artist back then is like so different from what I think like an artist is in like today's standard. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I, like 
the whole him following his dreams as an artist is pretty much like what led to his death too yeah um his his wanting to be an artist he didn't realize the burden that he was putting on other people or maybe he did and on those days where he's painting mm-hmm. and he's like this is shit this looks like shit i hate this mm-hmm. um because you know i've had those days yeah i'm editing this very podcast like, yeah shit nobody cares it's fucking stupid <laughs> and it is uh but a child uh, one podcast yeah. in his entire life but he went on to be <laughs> the father of modern podcasts. <laughs> I'm, I'm, if, if I accidentally shoot myself in the back, <laughs> I'm going to be like, blame someone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like I'm going to go out with a bang. Start shit. Uh, you know, like right before I don't, I can feel I'm like, the bottom of my body is starting to get cold and I like pull someone in and I was like, was Trevor? Yeah, like oh, I stir something. It wasn't even there the day. I wouldn't eat, but yeah, I don't know about hilarious, but yeah, you get back. Yeah, you weep. You're causing some shit. It'll be enough for me. Um, <laughs> you know, but his uh, yeah, his life uh, was very sad. Obviously, um, yeah. him pursuing his dreams brought the sadness, and uh, it was really sad to watch through those like flashbacks, mm-hmm. seeing him, you know, kind of break down. Really, yeah. uh, was it was really hard to watch. It was really like a highly emotional movie. Yeah, and um, yeah, those flashback scenes. I almost thought they're. Um, like just real like if in the painting and those scenes felt so realistic it felt very different from like the rest of oh, i did enjoy the the saturated and the unsaturated mm-hmm. being the, the the difference between the flashbacks because i feel like if you had just pop back into them and they're like the same yeah it'd be it would be to... have you would have no clue what's going on yeah um so good choice by the director yes yeah. on that one um I do want to know, team of over a hundred painters mm. made this movie possible. A hundred painters. Oh, absolutely insane. Uh, this is the first film I have ever seen that is 12 frames per second. Oh, yeah, it's I don't know that. know that I'll ever see another one. No, uh, definitely not live action. <laughs> but uh, so that's really this movie actually was nominated for best animated feature mm-hmm. so it is i'm pretty sure considered animated because the way they do the painting would be similar to the way that you do motion capture yeah. so that's i think they weren't mm-hmm. they were not allowed to be considered as a live action film and then how they had done the yeah yeah i mean the final product is even though they film it live action, it's just a process. I'm sure the directors are okay with it. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm they, sure they do what they're getting into. It. They, they won the award and they deserve it. I don't know that they won. Oh, you just said nominated. Yeah, they nominated. Uh, I, I remember being like, well, fucking hell, for the amount of work they did, yeah. they should win. I mean, probably I, Boss I, Baby got it or something. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Despicable <laughs> 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 not to. I don't have anything to look at. I hope it wasn't fucking boss. <laughs> I know Boss Baby was nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> look at that. Yeah, uh, Boss Baby. I'm pretty sure Boss Baby was nominated for an Oscar, and I'm pretty sure this lost the Oscar. Uh, for nominated for best. <laughs> but um. Uh, yeah, this film was just like utterly beautiful. Yeah, in way. it really was. Every single frame, um, it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, and the range of emotion is uh, felt very deeply. Um, and I think the amount of range of emotion that they cover is really profound. In the, you know. I mean, it was Utopia, by the way. Utopia. Yeah. The one over that. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> was Boston. Amy mean, Norman? Uh, it, it was, was not, no. no. No, I just pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> I thought one of those movies that was like, why is what? <laughs> it may have been Utopia. I think it was Utopia where I was just like, why? Is this nominated? Yeah. Um, but. Well, I mean, there's been no animated porn made from Loving Vincent, but there's been tons of Zootopia. So. That is true. I forget that we're talking about Hollywood here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But in the back to the little emotion. Part. Uh, the, the all the emotions, um, all the like darker, sadder emotions are really rough, and the postman's son Armand is, you know, put up against a lot of uh, really tough to swallow um, things that you really didn't want to believe about Vincent. It's really cool to see that um, that kind of conflict in the movie where he. It doesn't really work to believe this about a man that he thinks so highly of. Mm -hmm. You can tell he just adores this man because of how his father speaks of him. Mm -hmm. He obviously loves his father. You can tell that by the way the scenes are written with his father and how his father treats him in there. You can infer about the relationship from that. I don't know, but it just felt, it felt so natural and so, so, um, so it was very heartwarming. Even though it's sad and mm -hmm. so much to do with death, um, it was it was like heartwarming, very very heartwarming. Mm -hmm. Well, it seemed like Garmon didn't really care for Benson, like in the beginning of the film, at least. Yeah, because I mean, he practically had to like his father had to like convince him to deliver the letter. Yeah, I think that was more. Of him being a selfish person than was him actually thinking that about Benson. Yeah, because the main character does have his own demons that he fights. Yeah, I throughout. think he sees himself in Benson a little bit. Um, and that's alluded to as well with the the ending of the movie and uh, uh, Dr. Gaucher um, giving him the, the copy note and being like, you're going on your journey you know, this is 
the doubt that Megan had when he was starting his journey. So, uh, just that alone was a really cool callback in a way, tie the film all the way together. Yeah. Um, or tie it all the way back around that I thought was just really good. It's really good. It was yeah. a really, really well made film by people who had a very clear vision of what they wanted to do. That's something that I, uh, of what they wanted to do. And, uh, it was it was really cool yeah, to watch. And plus, it like it never really um, like concludes either. Like I mean, you don't really know what happened to Vincent. You know, he may have been killed or like shot by that kid, but he may have like committed suicide. But that's not the point. Like it's just a story. Yeah. yeah. One of my notes here does say that Gache is like the guiltiest man in the world mm-hmm. or somewhere you like did not probably did not do it yeah but like, <laughs> there are so many things that are irregularities that would stack up against him <laughs> yeah like today's court yeah and then if you like if you actually um like spent the time to like you believe in gossip and things like mm-hmm. that you could very well easily believe that Gache was the man yeah. who killed Benson. But, you know, how uh, set up a string board. <laughs> it, it all leads back to the gas <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think just, I think also just the, the way that the movie is written, I think you, um, you kind of believe Gachet at the end of the movie talk so endearingly about that you almost have to believe what he says should i fell for him yeah yeah um, like i said he got at us that's what fucking shot himself that's what gosh they sold <laughs> like can blame no one did you see he was crying on the bed <laughs> he was crying and he was like after that son he was crying <laughs> and that's what he said he was doing i was getting chopped off his ear and gave it to a war what the hell was that about do you know <laughs> he was like actually mad about it. How you know that he was a real friend? She's like this motherfucker. He's like he's like talking shit. Um. Yeah, but and do you know how hard it is getting a man in the eighteen nineties to make me cry? Oh yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. That I man was the actually was in the army. Exactly. He was an army. He was an army. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I was crying. Like, <laughs> you love this man. And he's not sure that's what the vernacular is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Damn, did y'all fuck? Factor cap. Uh, I think we got we got like a minute left on uh, on this. I think I'm just gonna go ahead and send it to the to the break early, and uh, and we'll be back in a second. Uh, any any quick last any like snap ten second talk you want to get out? Um. <laughs> Shush, <laughs>
Oh no! Come on, man! Oh no! Asking for something. Like and subscribe. <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. We're rolling. Quiet on set, please. Bang! <laughs> uh, can I get quiet on set? Quiet on set. Quiet on set. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> I kill a man. <laughs> On set. The Alec Baldwin story. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> loving Lifetimes. loving Baldwin. <laughs> Lifetimes. Oh god. <laughs> See the angle It wasn't even my gun. <laughs> <laughs> seconds. This is a business. Um, back to Loving Benson. Uh, let's see. I really enjoyed uh, how Armand had that really cool relationship with the innkeeper. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know. Their dialogue was really cool. Yeah. I just thought they had a really good chemistry and uh, the voiceover was just really cool. Yeah. Or really cool. The voiceover was just really well done. Yeah. <laughs> it was tight. It's tight yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Um, honestly, chill, chill ass movie. Dude. Yeah. Uh, fucking say what you want to say about this movie. It's fucking tight as fuck. I have, I have this movie. This movie is very dainty. Dainty. Yeah. How so? Um, and just in the in the more I guess transitional shots mm -hmm. of, like him just walking through the the field. Oh yeah. Just the whole overall feel of the movie. Even though they're talking about something that's very, very mm -hmm. like very uh, uh, deep, deep and <laughs> yeah. emotional and death and it is just pretty. It's yeah. just very pretty and like he <laughs> yeah life yeah. Um, and that's I mean that's how Vincent painted. So I think that's kind of. Uh, why it feels that way, mm. but um, and you know, he did say that that Benson suffered from melancholia, so he was like a heavily romantic person mm. and really loved romanticizing things. And um, yeah, can relate. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, doo -doo -doo. what else do I have? Oh yeah, the story, this whole story, like the way that. It, it uh, is threaded together. I felt like it was just really, really good. Mm -hmm. Like the from the very beginning of the movie to the very end, I just feel like this movie had a great through line and yeah. it never wasted a second. It's just like a good two weeks, and it's just like straight path. Yeah, it's really easy to follow along to. It's never a wasted moment. Mm -hmm. The dialogue always feels important, um, and it never feels like even if they're not you know, being direct with one another, mm -hmm. like, they're not, you can still infer pretty easily into the dialogue what yeah. they're actually saying, and, uh, it's a really easy movie to put together, and there is a, a, a thing with this movie, too, for me, at least, um, I guess I want to ask you if you feel this way, is there, like, 
you could come out of this movie three different ways um, and have like a different interpretation if you really wanted to of what happened. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, about like what happened to Vincent. Yeah, you could you could yeah. believe what Masri said. You could I, believe what Gachet said. Yeah. And you can believe what um, what Armand had originally thought about Perret or whatever mm-hmm. his name was. I mean, like, like throughout the whole movie, Armand's just getting different like information from all these different people. So I mean, it is kind of like you can because they left off on Gachet being the very final bit you know like i feel like it's more inclined to believe what he said um but i mean like any of the stories that he heard from the innkeeper girl or or the nanny or the daughter like any of those stack up you know right um and it really just goes back to just the power of words uh you know and if you really believe everything that is said to you, mm-hmm. it's not a great way mm-hmm. to go through life or to live, <laughs> um, you know. I think, I think that was, like, shown, too, because Armand, he would, he'd get told one story and he goes, okay, that's the fucking that's, story. Yeah, no, I fucking and then he'd, it, like, no, confront no. one person and be like, why the fuck is, like, Vincent dead? Why do you, why, what's going on? And they tell him another story and he goes, Wait a minute, that's fucking, wait, no, that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Benson's supposed to be like us, being like, oh, yeah. oh, he's right, that's the, that's yeah. the story. <laughs> um, wait a minute, that tracks, I, I like what that, that yeah. sounds good. It's a good Yeah, thing. it's making sense, good sense. I think the Knives Out, if you've seen that, I think that does that same thing very mm-hmm. well. Or it's yeah. like... It always throws you off. Or, You're like, oh my god. Yeah. That's the story. Yeah, that it means, has to It be. adds up. And then even with Glass Onion, even though I, I don't think it was as good as Knives Out, yeah. uh, the sequel movie, it, it, he does a really good job in both uh, mm-hmm. to make you kind of like, oh shit. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I don't know. So. Yeah. Can't wait for that third one. Like there's <laughs> another one coming out. Yeah. They want to keep doing the, the, I'm excited. the same character. I love Knives Out for the first one. I like the first one a lot. Chris I like the, the second the one leaving the theaters, stuff. and the more I think about it, the more I'm like, hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the less I like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to see that in theaters? Yeah. The second one? I saw both in theaters. Oh, shit. I only saw the first one. I just watched the second one on Netflix. It only came out in theaters for, I think, a week. Oh, okay. So... Uh, I think me and Chris, who's on the Fear and Loathing oh, Las yeah. Vegas episode, yeah. uh, <laughs> as you recall. A little plug. <laughs> no, uh, he, uh, we, we went to that. Mm-hmm. That was really good. I think it was better to see in theaters. I think that movie, honestly, on um, on streaming, I don't think that's the right place for it. Mm-hmm. I think those like mystery movies have to have that big movie. Yeah. I think that's what gives them the, the big aura. Yeah, I feel that. But you just get like, you get so many cliff notes from Twitter, and then you're like, oh, I guess I, I gotta fucking check out his Netflix thing. You're watching on your little like, TV speakers. You're like, Yeah, and it just doesn't give the full feel. Yeah. And it doesn't, the shock is so much less. And that movie, spoiler alert for Glass Onion. <laughs> yeah. In that movie, 
um, when the sister gets shot, mm-hmm. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the theater. No! <laughs> and I just don't feel like that you would have the same the same feel when you're sitting in your house and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You, you more want to make a joke out of it because it's, I don't know. At least, I don't know, maybe that's me making a joke out of that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Anyways, Vincent's death was funny <laughs> as fuck, too. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say that. Um, I was thinking it, though. But, uh, no, yeah, I just think, I would have loved to see this movie in theaters. Yes. Yeah, I hope Alamo Draft House, uh, which we have yeah. in Raleigh, so that's fun. They always play, like, really, really deep cuts. Siri, what the hell? No one's calling you, whore. <laughs> what the hell? Como se dice? Yeah, holy frick. <laughs> Sorry, the audio might be fucked up now. We'll see. Should we just, like... Loop back on everything we said. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think all we really said was some fucked up stuff about... Uh, we, we can go and, like, do a voiceover and post. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really, really good. Why? Is it coming back on again? Yeah, I think it might be something like this. Anyways, um, we're going to cut all that anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, um, I think... Just overall, I don't think we really need to spend that much more time on this movie. I didn't write a lot of stuff down because this movie had me, like, so just captured. Yeah. That, uh... It's like an hour and 30 minutes. Like, you just... Yeah. You just, you know... And it's so visually pleasing, and so, uh... The music was really nice. It went with it, too. Mm. Uh, you barely notice it because of how well it just... I loved the music in this. It was so pretty. Yeah, and I think that helped me. That was yeah. also what gave me like the dainty feel. Yeah. I think that like specific um, compositions that are done in that time period are, are really um, dainty mm-hmm. in general. Fuck off! No one's calling you. Dumbass. Coming up. Yes. Bro, what? what? The fuck, bro. The fuck, Brody. Am I like hitting something? Maybe. Technical dick 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 That's cool. Okay. Okie dokie. I guess. Man. Anyway. Um. But yeah, this movie kind of just captures your eye and doesn't really give you a chance to uh, really sit around with it and yeah, fuck uh, around and and want to write notes out and and do all of that but this movie is very beautiful it has a very great rewatchable quality mm-hmm. uh it has a very fast like pace it's a great movie for a sunday afternoon mm-hmm. uh, just you know yeah, i can see that just chilling maybe just, during a rainstorm yeah nothing going on a very good rain movie mm-hmm. um yeah, very good rain movie. But, <laughs> yeah, out of ten. Out of ten. Yeah. Ten out of ten rain movie. But um, let's get over to the list. Uh, 
because my phone because my phone is acting like a cunt right now. Anyways, um, so we're gonna get to the bottom here, and I will go ahead and rate the movie. I gave it an eight point one. Oof. I'm gonna pull this up here for now. Mm. What, what? Why the uh, the tenth? Um, I didn't want to have an eight. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, I get this movie. I get this movie like a like a nine. It's just a very good movie. It's so easy to watch. I don't disagree. It's just very enjoyable. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, I don't know why I didn't give it a higher score. I guess it didn't like really. I don't know. Can't speak to that. <laughs> yeah, it's your truth. Yeah, it's just it's my truth. It's just my truth. Um, and I'm gonna live it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So this gets a. Uh, Dude, leave it alone! Ah! You're gonna drive me insane. Seventeen point one. Uh oh! Wow. That wow. point one puts Over it right Gone above Girl. Gone Girl, Clerks, and wow. Girl. That point one doing like the legwork of the century, taking the, the eighth spot. Um, Just, wow, that's crazy. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah, why the ten? That's what we do it for. <laughs> you know what? I'm an eight point nine now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> damn, this audio's gonna be fucked up. Uh, It'll be alright. If the audio's fucked up, I'll just use the audio from the mm -hmm. camera, so. Has this ever happened before? No, so, but. I mean, it might be okay. Yeah, honestly, the catharsis of it all is just, is fine. It's, it's funny. Um, yeah, fuck this thing so bad. That's um, strange, though. You know what? It might be. One sec. might have been that. There was tension in the cord. Mm. Perhaps. Who knows? Really Apple weird. products fucking suck. Yeah. No, that wasn't a big deal. It went away real quick when I said Apple products fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, fuck you. Um, yeah. Anyways, I will probably have to use the camera audio. Um, I wanted to thank everybody for tuning in. To finding new films is twenty sixth episode. Um, I want to thank Zach for being on episode. Mm -hmm. Thanks, pleasure, brother. pleasure to be here. Thanks, brother. I want to thank my fans, my mom especially. She put me through school to be here. Um, here specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere else. <laughs> so I pay Zach the big bucks. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, go, I have to get into promo hour, uh, go watch our Monday show that is a spinoff of this show, has the same exact premise, but it is just me uh, doing solo reviews on movies that I've always been interested in watching. This past Monday I did El Mariachi from 1982, which is Robert Rodriguez's first movie, uh, who is famous for uh, directing the Spy Kids series. 
Oh, um, shit, yeah. yeah. I thought that name sounded familiar. Uh, he also did movies like Machete. Um, he's yeah, crazy. that's a crazy, that's a crazy yeah. discography. Uh, he's worked with <laughs> Rob, uh, Quentin Tarantino. I also, I almost said Robert De Niro there, mm. but it was Quentin Tarantino. He's written and directed with Robert Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Mm. I don't know why I want to say Robert Tarantino. Robert so Tarantino. Robert um, Tarantino. You know Robbie, old good old Robbie Tarantino. <laughs> Robbie. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we watched El Mariachi. It was a really fun movie. Uh, go check that review out. Um, uh, uh, the basement tapes coming out. Yeah, the basement tapes uh, just came out this past Wednesday. That's me and Trevor uh, just chilling, talking. Uh, we talked Starfield, Secret Invasion. Marvel, the Marvel show, not the long-running comic, but uh, we also talked like Cool Ranch Papadillas, <laughs> just <laughs> important topics. Um, go check out Greg and Jeff give the hi-hat uh, this Sunday uh, at midnight. I think they are adding uh, visuals. Oh, shit. Have they just so been in the audio? Fun. Yeah, so they've just been audio only, and I think they want to do... You're going to get a Zoom call together? No, uh, this is not a plug. Uh, they're going to use this app called Riverside.fm. Um, I found it this morning mm-hmm. because we filmed... I was guest on their podcast last night. You mm-hmm. came in the room when I was oh, that's what the that podcast. Was and... Uh, <laughs> And, uh, this podcast, I was plugging this podcast, (laughs) and, um, basically, we go to end it, me and Greg left the podcast, we had done an hour, 20 minutes about Quentin Tarantino, Mm -hmm. funnily enough, and it was so weird, we both left the call, and then my dad goes to leave the call, and we're using the Spotify for Podcasters app. Mm. Maybe I shouldn't be dropping app names. <laughs> yeah. Just in case they want to be like, well, fuck you guys. Just redacted. And yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, they he goes to end it and it won't end. And mm. he just kind of let it run all night and never, it never ended. And, and then it was like, oh, it's gone. So, so the, the whole episode is just gone into space into the space time continuum Um, never be seen again so uh, that was really annoying but I think I think they're just gonna do a a, a little shorty episode Mm -hmm. with uh, them debuting their video so that'll be cool I gotta figure out how to edit that because it's gonna be like on top of each Mm -hmm. other because they're both on phones I gotta figure out how to get it yeah. So actually, I think if they turn their phones sideways, I'll be able. I think it'll go side by side. We're gonna figure that out. Mm-hmm. That's an editing thing. I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, on yeah. the podcast. But uh, anyways, any um, viewers out there, yeah, yeah, drop, some drop, drop some tips down down in the comments section. You guys know how to make a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drop some tutorials down <laughs> down in the comments. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna turn this off. Honestly, not even getting anything at this point. Um, I'll just use the audio from that. 
But, uh, yeah, holy shit. Yeah, it's just this. I think it's this downloid thing. That's so strange. Uh, it was still doing it, even after. But, uh, yeah, um... Yeah, so go check out Greg and Jeff, give the hi-hat. It may come out this Sunday at, uh, at midnight. It may come out next Sunday at midnight. I'm not exactly sure. Um, they did say that they were going to, to do a makeup episode, uh, or they might do. Uh, and I haven't heard from my dad. So I'm going to guess they're doing it. I don't know. Um, just stay in the loop on that. Otherwise... Go follow us on Instagram. Go follow us. Honestly, genuinely, I'm about to start all of these podcasts. I'm about to start a Threads page for all of them. Uh, I have not had Twitter for them because they... Twitter sucks. Twitter, since Elon Musk has taken it over, has genuinely had the life sucked out of it. And its soul sucked out of it. Uh, Many of you probably argue that that happened ten years ago. But, (laughs) you know... <laughs> I digress. I would say that like twenty seventeen Twitter was like fine. Yeah. Um and oh. then it just took a super dark turn. Um in like twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, obviously even twenty twenty because of everything, but that place sucked. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say about that. Um so I'm gonna start threads pages for those and I think I might just start posting reels of shows. Got to figure out how to edit those. Oh, but yeah. Just you know, snippets of, like, shows. Yeah. So, even if you don't watch the full episode, I can give you a little piece of it and maybe it'll entice you, seduce you, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I'm riffing now. Um, goodbye, everybody. Uh, tune in next week for Finding New Films. I don't know who the guest is. I don't know what the movie is. Just tune in for it. <laughs> uh, next Monday... On FNF self tapes, we are going to be doing doing the Claire Denis film Thirty Five Shots of Rum" uh, for two thousand eight, and that's all I have to plug. Thank you very much, and good night.